So why don't you just tell me what's going on? You know, it's just... You try to do something nice. You try to help these hoes, and they always just end up getting themselves in trouble anyways. I've always been told you can't save them. I think I'm finally starting to get the picture. It looks like I'm only used when necessary by everyone else in my life also. The DA turns his back on me for a fee from Chocolate Daddy. You and the commissioner only use me for criminal justice clout. Miles leaves me for a girl who he barely knows. And what happens when she ends up being a hoe? I have to save her too? I can't save everyone. I can hardly save myself from dealing with this horrific And I'm tired, Marks. Welcome to the Father State. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Remember that the best way that you can support us is by going to the fatherstate.tv and make your donations and support right there. I do appreciate it. And we're also on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. So today, I have one of the, another smart white man. I think he's white. He may be Italian, but I think he's white. And I hear that Italians and whites are the same. I'll find out in a minute. I have with me Kevin Sabo and Marcus Green. Kevin is the writer, director, and star of The Adventure, uh, the Adventures of Sabo Ho. I'm in that movie. I'm in there as well, so check it out. The Adventures of Sabo Ho. Marcus is a rapper and the CEO of Teflon Entertainment. He is also a star in on the show Save a Ho. The adventure of Save a Ho. Amazing. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Amazing. So um uh, I already know, but how did you come up with this idea about saving hoes? Well, we had wrapped a feature film that took three years. It was our first stab at a feature, and it was so serious, and it was so dramatic, and we tried to keep it as on point as we could and learn as much about filmmaking as we could in, in one shot at trying to do a feature. And once that wrapped, I still wanted to create, but we didn't have a lot of money. Now, throughout making our first feature, the opener, which was like that serious ordeal, like we got to get it right because it's our first, it'll open doors for us. I watched Rudy Ray Moore movies, Dolomite movies, the black exploitation flicks, to right. inspire me because... That was a guy that operated outside of the industry. The industry didn't want him. He was all in with the fact that the industry didn't want him. And he said, the hell with it. We'll go out and make movies on our own. Now, because of that, the movies were really poorly put together, but it had like the spirit of I don't give a damn filmmaking. And ever since I was a kid in high school, because my last name's Savo, the girls would call me Savaho. <laughs> and I always said, I got to turn that into a character. But is he an action hero? Is he a superhero? I wanted to do a good satire piece on that. Yeah. And the combination of wanting to make movies that could be intentionally cheap, because it's a tribute to when movies were made cheaply and still worked, and wanting to make it funky and fun, I'm like, oh, Save-A-Ho will be done in like the fashion of uh, the Dolomite movies, like the exploitation flicks with the funk music and everything, and we just went for it. And so was Save-A-Ho the first movie you made? No, the first movie we made was called The Opener. That's a feature film that basically Teflon and Kevrock Entertainment came together and did, and that took just getting the whole family, everybody in the neighborhood, and everybody we can get involved together for 
on and off shoots over the course of three years. But we, once it was done, we did it. It's like people that have no means to make a whole 90-minute feature film done. And then after that, it was like, okay, let's, let's do short films for once, but something that could be like, uh, like a serial episodes. Yeah. And that's when we started Save a Ho. I, uh, I went there, folks, to do the movie, to, be a, to shoot my part in the movie. And I, I noticed that it was you and your two brothers, your two yo- younger brothers, oh, one older than you're the next, and your younger brother. Right? No, I'm the oldest. The you're youngest, older. the youngest Mark is just tallest for some reason. Oh, I see. But it's uh, Kevin, Rocky, and Mark. Yeah, we're a family that makes movies, and then we bring his family in, and it's paired with another family that's making yeah. movies. We throw in Dan Samini, the director of Rerouting, who directed that with me, and it's like three families that come together and make films. So it's kind of a beautiful. Well, what thing. I noticed about it is that I knew you guys didn't grow up rich and all that. You. You were not rich. You were like poor white people. Yeah. Or Italian. Is Italian and white the same thing? Uh, Italians are pretty much just the coolest white people. Right. They have... Uh, the blackest version of the white. You think uh, so? That's what Lowski told me. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much because when... Yeah, that's, that's the whole reason there's no such thing as like a real like white pride is because white is just a color, but there's so many different nationalities. But Italians are the darkest, slickest most cultured white folks. I think that's why people like the mob movies and everything. But uh-huh. yeah, no, we did grow up uh, pretty white well, trash. Well, you and your brother, brother grew up kind of poor, but yet you guys are so talented and aggressive in doing it and serious about it, but not that serious about it, but serious yeah. about it. And you guys work hard to make, make it work, and you work together, which is unusual nowadays. Families don't get along well enough to work together. How did you guys make that work where you get all that in you know what it really was it was the bond of being raised by drug addicts being left alone a lot growing up so all we really had the three of us was delving into creativity and that formed the bond because we were making movies ever since we were little on the vhs cameras and everything and there's so much time like left alone where I was like partially raised those two yeah. and didn't realize that I unintentionally raised them to be production assistants, actors, kids that know their way around a set. And then it became part of their personality and the three of us, you know, were able to, in the past couple of years, turn it professional. One other thing I want to ask and then I want to get to Marcus. Um, so I noticed that your brothers tend to listen to you too. Yeah, they very much know that I'm the leader. <laughs> yeah, and it's not because I'm cracking a whip on them. Right. It's, it's just not at all. It seems like they actually prefer I take the lead. We all have our own strengths, and I don't know. I never thought of myself as the leader, but sometimes, you know, I go down south to work on a project for you know two months. I leave everybody alone, and you know, I'll regroup with you guys and see what you guys came up with when I came back. And, and a lot of times, it's like without you here, it's it's like the missing puzzle piece. Yeah. But you have to assume that role when you realize that that's your intended role. It wasn't like I was like, listen, I'm in charge and everybody right. listen to me. But often, yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, Rock sometimes serves as a line producer. So does Mark. And we come together and, and produce things together. So sometimes it's, it's just best, I think, they feel like. If I'm over here handling this and Mark's over here, over here handling that, like, go and kind of, like, lead the ship so it all comes together cohesively. Yeah. And that's, that's a partnership. It was very, very impressive, man, because I noticed nowadays, a lot of young people can't work together, especially in families. Families don't get along like that. So. Well, I'll tell you this real quick. Uh, something my mother told me that I thought was really interesting is because she comes from like the real, real howdy-doody white family. So she's never seen anything like the Savos, you know, nutty Italian Puerto Ricans. And she said she grew up so sheltered that marrying my dad and seeing his side of the family was the first time she ever realized that men can fist fight. 
like brothers can fist fight and everybody's family at the end of the day because she grew up in a household where nobody knew how to communicate or talk about anything. So she said like two sisters on her side of the family would get in a fight over a damn dress at a wedding in 1986 and nobody ever spoke to each other again. Yeah. So she said it was like shocking to her, but it made her realize that there's some realness in a little bit of chaos. And oh, okay. Realness and chaos is kind of like my family story. Nice. And Marcus, you are a rapper and the CEO of Teflon. How did you become a rapper? Well, um, I did, yeah. Well, I started rapping since I was about nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I was young, um, I seen my family get murdered in, in front of me. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so music, music was <laughs> music was the way to escape escape that that childhood rage and things like that. So, what do you mean you saw them get murdered in front of you? Who yeah. murdered them? Um, like real murder? Yeah. So somebody shot them down? Yeah. It, it, what? Can you say what happened? Well, you don't have to say the name. No, no, it's all good. Well, somebody that was staying with us, you know what I'm saying? My mom my mom back in the day was kind of like like a big fish back in the hood. So um, when she decided she didn't want to be in the streets no more, wanted to um, move us out the hood and, and raise us right and, and do the right thing, that's when... Um, they went behind her back and told a few other people that she she planned on leaving, and they put a head out on her and um, killed the whole family. I was the only survivor. Really? Yeah. So they killed your mama, your brothers and sisters, and everybody? My mother, my brother, and two others that was living with us. And you were in the house when it was happening? Oh, yeah. And how old were you? I was two and a half. Wow. Yeah. And did that affect you? Oh, yeah. In what way? Well... Made me angry a lot. Made me grow up with a lot of rage. Always wanted to fight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Never knew why I was angry until I started to get a little older. Started to ask questions and stuff. So, you know. And and uh, you were two years old. You say? Yeah. And how do you remember that two years old? I don't know if I would remember what happened at two. You know, it's it's crazy because um, I remember a lot of stuff even before that. I remember like my mom doing stuff. Um, my mom taking me to like. Um, my storage place, my mom uh, doing one, one of my cousin's hair in the sink and stuff. And I I remember my mom having a fight with a lady, too. She beat a lady with a broom one time. So With a broom? Yeah, I remember all that. But, uh, I can't imagine having a life like that growing up. Yeah, so. And you should not be that way. I just never. That's amazing. And so are you still angry about that? Nah. You got over it? Yeah, I got over it. How? Well, music, um... What I do, I, I use music now to, 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 music in my anger, I use it now to motivate me to do better and to help people. So now what we do, we, um, we tour across the world and stuff, um, bringing a lot of people from different inner cities who don't have opportunities, and we bring them on tour with us and, you know, show them that there's a bigger place outside of just being in the hood. There's a bigger place out there, like, you know, and a lot of people want to do music, and there's no one to give them a, a proper outlet. So, and that's what Teflon does. Yeah, it help other musicians. And yes, like yes, yes. Everybody who's, especially people who come from places like me and Sable, like we grew up poor. You know what I mean? That's we we relate a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, no one never came down. No one ever gave us money. No one ever gave us opportunity. I had to go out there, figure myself, figure my way out. Yeah. And once I figured that out, I came back to the say, "Listen, I got the game plan. Follow me. We are gonna make it happen." So. And so, how long have uh, Teflon been around? About a good twenty-five years. Oh, it has. Yeah. And it's doing well. Oh yeah. Are you a Christian? 
Yeah. You're a Christian. Yeah. And why do you say, yeah, you're a Christian? I was raised in a Christian family. You Everyone were? Everyone believed in God and Jesus, everything like that. My great-grandmother always kept us all together, and all we did was pray. My cousins and everybody sing and everything like that, so, yeah. You are, and so when you were young and that happened to your mother, was your father around? Um, no, nah, my father was, he was like, uh, he was an entertainer around that time, so he was just out, you know, doing his thing and stuff, so. And did he raise you after your mother was murdered? Did oh, yeah. He raised you? Yeah, he did. You went to live with him? Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. Um, and so are you close to your father? Yeah. You love him? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, were you surprised when you met Kevin and he was a poor white guy? <laughs> yeah. Were you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely surprised. You, had you met a poor white person before? <laughs> I never met a poor white person. Well, you know, like... like Jesse doesn't know about the poor whites. Yeah. <laughs> they always drop out of the statistic. They say, look at yeah. how well, well white people are doing, well, and nobody says, look at the white trash. Well, yeah. They are yeah. useless. Well, growing up where we from, um, I have a lot of poor white friends. You know what I'm saying? You do? Yeah. Not, none of them, I don't know. No. You never introduced us. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? But um, meeting Kev and them, we, we always crossed paths when we were doing shows. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I always... I always was on stage and, and watching them perform, saying, yeah, them, them the dope white boys. That's, that's what I always said to myself. Like, right. like oh, yeah, them, them the dope white boys, because I never knew their names. So then um, one time we just, we just crossed paths, and, and um, he hit me up about the movie and everything, about the opener movie. Say, hey, man, I got this character, and, and it, the character is kind of developed around your personality and everything. Will you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. It's also kind of funny. I'm not from his city, but my family, the Puerto Rican side of my family, is oh. from his city. And they killed a few of my family members back in the day, too. It's a chaotic really? city with the gang affiliation that's out there. Yeah. So that's actually part of, like, the, fam the family legacy that I was, like, raised on. Like, this is what happened in Bridgeport in the 80s and things like that. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and they got a few of your older cousins. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's a <laughs> crazy family story. What a mess. Yeah. yeah. And so were you a slap maker? A slap maker? <laughs> Probably still is. All right, so so um, explain slut making, so then I can answer it correctly. Men who have sex out of wedlock. <laughs> Men who have sex out of wedlock. Yeah. I guess I was young. I was I was definitely a slut maker. I'm sorry. I guess when I was younger, yes, I was a slut maker. I'm sorry. Yeah, slut maker. You a slut maker? Yeah. And so now so I'm a queen maker. What's that mean? <laughs> That's a fucking new one. <laughs> now I'm a queen maker. What's that? I make love to my queen. That's it. To your queen? Yeah. <laughs> so you're married? No, I'm not married. I'm engaged, though. You're engaged? Yeah. So when you say you make love to your queen, are you saying you just dated one woman now? Yeah. You're no longer a slut maker? No, nah, no more slut maker. And w which is better, to be married to one or a slut maker? Um, married to one is cool. I'm sorry. Married to one is cool. Slut maker, that's that's too much energy, too much. Yeah. Too much. Like I'm good with that. Do you have children? Yeah. How many? I got seven. What the? Uh, yeah. Yeah. By different women. Yeah, but check it out though. I I got custody of both of my oldest. Oh, you do? Yeah, I raise them. Same way my dad raised me, I raise my kids, and um, I got two who's my step kids, but they're also my kids too. You know what I mean? Cause oh, I, your your girlfriend. Yeah, she has two. She has two. Yeah. And you have seven. Well, I have five. Plus her two. Plus her two. And we have one together. So that makes that whole thing makes seven. 
And so how many different women you have in several the five women? <laughs> nah, they all got different mothers. All 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 five? Oh yeah. All five have a different mother? Yeah. What a slut maker. <laughs> we we did the math one time and took What the We did the math one time. <laughs> the entire Save a Ho cast all together. Because my brothers and I are the only ones in the Save a Ho cast, I think, that don't have kids. Right. And OC has like five kids also. Yeah. And Courtney has one and, and are they Phoebe. All black? Uh, no, not all of them. Courtney's white. Uh-huh. But we did the math once. The entire Save a Ho cast has produced 48 kids or so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're getting them ready for the, for the next generation of the Save I dodged that one intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No kids for me. Kevin, you, uh, you don't have kids, right? No, never will. Oh, you don't want kids? Mm-mm. Why not? The world's getting too crazy. But what had to do with you, though? Because I can't control what's out there. But you can c- control what happened with you and your family. Yeah, and I understand that. It's actually a task that I'd be pretty well you fit will. for. You do well. Yeah, I know I would do well. And women have told well, we me I'd do well. We need women to bring children that kind of... We don't want everybody to be crazy. But you know what? In my opinion, there's just too much to combat. To sh- to, you don't want to shield them from the world. You want to let them interact with the world. But, it, and, but to sort of let them know that what's out there right now is off the wall crazy. But they still need to associate with other kids. They, they still need to get a taste of the world. And, and the world could take them in the wrong direction but if you if you are right with the father if you're being guided by perfect love yeah then that's what they're going to be guided by so when they go out into the world they won't be affected by the world they'll be the light of the world yeah i believe that also i think i'd be a good dad that could yeah. install good morals but also well you did such a good guy with your brothers man i was just about to say yeah i partially raised my brothers so i already sort of feel like i had the oh, I responsibilities of a father yeah. because i have you know i'm only 27 but i have the energy of like a, a bitter old conservative man because yeah. i run a household i already felt like i had to raise teenagers so now i have the energy of responsibility. I'm starting to think that responsibility is what ages you. When people say I'm mature, I'm like, I don't think it's because I'm slick or I've been with a lot of women. It's because I've lived the life of asking people why in the hell you would put a towel next to the hamper when the hamper's right there, like yeah. running a household, making sure everybody's not out in the streets, you know, causing trouble. But then on the flip side of that, learning to let go and do the serenity prayer and, and be all in with the fact that I can't control life and that trying to even control my brothers. Yeah. Certainly never try to control women. Never try to control life because that only like brings you suffering is where that whole thing brought me full circle. So at the end of all that, I'm not producing any more Sabos. <laughs> hey, J- Jesse, you have, you have kids? I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, how many? I have uh, a son, oh, wow. two grandkids, oh. and two great-grandkids. Nice. I know my granddaughter's she and her husband having another, so. Oh, wow. Three great cranes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You are, so do you plan to get married anytime? I'm open to it, but it's not one of my goals. Yeah, because there's no reason to get married if you're not going to have children. You think so? That's the only purpose for marriage. Mm. Man, you need some baby sables running around. Somebody else is going to do it. One of my cousins is going to do it. I'll be like the cool, uh, the cool uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you a Christian? Yes. And how do you know you are? How do I know I'm a Christian? Because I believe in a lot of the good values that come out of Christianity. I also think there's, you know, I don't believe in interpreting the Bible word for word, which I don't think you do either. And that's why, you know, like I was telling you, like I was dating a Christian girl is like trying to read scripture with me. And I'm like, I'm not as interested in that as I am in knowing that God's in my heart. Right. But uh, you know, you know what I think the main thing is? I believe in discipline and I need discipline. I also believe in judgment. And I believe in harsh judgment um, from God onto me. 
because it struck me eventually, I used to be into that kind of woo-ha spirituality that's like, I am the universe. And then I realized, well, if I'm the universe, you can't tell me I'm wrong. You can't tell me I need to repent, that I need to apologize, that I need to forgive my mother, that I need to forgive anybody because what's worth forgiving? I am the universe. It's like saying I am God. And when I realized that I needed that harsh judgment, that accountability, that discipline, that's what uh, turned me closer to Christianity. And I never thought that would happen because I'm so used to the culture and my own youth suggesting that I am never wrong. How could I ever be wrong? When I'm just being myself, I'm just doing what feels right, yeah. and I'm chasing my desires. And then I realized that the unsurrendered will is evil, to just prioritize your desires. It's like whatever I desire and whatever makes me feel good is what's morally right, because I say it is. It, it just hit me one day that it's not. And did you forgive your mother? Yeah. You did? How did that go? Mm-hmm. It went the way you'd prefer it to go, the, the <laughs> traditional way of, of really... I took my mother's hand and I, I told her that I forgive her for all her imperfections that were passed down to her from her family and yeah. the family before them. Yeah. And that I, I'm sorry for resenting her for things that she couldn't control and that I no longer need her approval for anything. Because there was a time we'd be like, Ma, we made this movie. And she'd be like, why didn't y'all go to college? And we're like, well, how many of your friends have kids that made a movie? And it's just like, uh, forget that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I took it a step further and I forgave the ex-girlfriend that I resented the most. Oh, you did? So that it wouldn't affect my uh, further relationships with other women. You told her that? I did like the same way I did with my mother. And yeah. what did she say? Uh, she was very happy and, and she wanted to get back together and have sex. I was like, no, 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 that's not the point. That's not the point. The point, <laughs> is, the the point right. is to do what's right. I, <laughs> was, right. I was young and, and, you know, it's not like that girl's perfect either, but it, it's not about any of that. At one point I was young and I, I had a girlfriend and I grew to resent her. Because I picked, like a lot of young guys do, I picked a woman who was never right for me. She's not spiritually right. She's chaotic. But I picked her and then ended up resenting her for being exactly what I was able to see she was from the jump. And that's wrong. Nice. You know? Were you able to forgive the people that murdered your family? Um, well, not really. I'm sorry? I said not really. And why not? Because that's that's something that he chose to do. You know what I'm saying? Who? The person the that, that did, did that. Yeah. The person that did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one person did this. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, he murdered his own girlfriend that day too. Wow. Yeah. What a mess. And his best friend. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he wanted he wanted to get to the top. You feel me? So. Is he in prison now? Oh yeah. Oh, and why don't you forgive him? Um, probably one day I will. You why haven't you forgiven him? Why haven't? Because I, I believe maybe one day, and I don't even know when that day's going to come, but I would, like to get, I would like to forgive him in his face. I want to tell him in his face, like, I forgive you. But you may not ever see him. Why do you need to see him in the face? I mean, I'll, I'll probably go to visit him. Oh, oh you know Sometimes. where he's located? Yeah. And, um, but right now you have not forgiven him. Nah, I ain't make it there. What does it feel like to live a life of unforgiveness? <laughs> um, well, to be honest, I really don't think about it as much. It don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? It's something that happened and, and you know, it, it shaped me to be who I am today. Because I seen that happen to my family. Now I'm one who, I'm raising a family now. And I'm, and, and Sable will know, like, I'm like probably like one of the best dads ever when it comes to yeah, my children. Is. And... I raised my children, 
my stepkids, and I also raised my children's brothers and sisters that that um, their mothers had in different relationships after me. So, so are you involved? You involved in all of your children's life? Yeah, in their brothers and sisters as but, well. But definitely all of your kids, you take yeah, them. Yeah, every single one of them, every day. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you see them all the time. Every day. How old are uh, the youngest and the oldest? The youngest is two. The oldest is eighteen. Oh okay. Yeah. So that nice range. I, I got the eighteen-year-old. I got the two-year-old. And we got everyone else in the middle. Um, what's the purpose of getting married and you already have the children, so many children? Um, just, just to keep the, um, the traditional love. Like, like we're, we're, we're big on love, you know what I'm saying? We raise our families on love. We, 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 we install love in our, in our kids. Like, like they want to see me and her get married and stuff like that. Like, like they don't... Me being a single man or, or, you know what I'm saying, doing single man stuff, that's not going to teach them, hey, man, um, maybe one day they'll be married to, and, and, and have their own families and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to show them like a bachelor life, I guess, how, how you say it, you know what I mean? Which we could easily live. Yeah, yeah. easy. Entertainers. Yeah, but Do they that obey ain't what you? I'm showing them. Do you, yeah. Does your wife, you're, you're not married yet, so yeah, she's not married, your girlfriend. Yeah. Does she obey you? Obey me? Like, like, let me lead the pack? Yeah. Does she obey you? Yeah, I lead the pack. What does that mean? I lead the pack. I'm the leader. She follow you? Yeah. So she obey you? Yeah. And how do you deal with the hell in her when it comes out? The hell in her when it come out? I ignore it. What do you, how? What do you mean? That shit don't get me mad. So, <laughs> I got other stuff to when get you mad said, about. So when you, when you wake up in the morning, she just, the hell is coming out or mm -hmm. whatever you see her. You just walk away from it? Oh yeah. I be like, everything gonna be all right. Well, I um I send her affirmations, tell her, you know, she's beautiful, you know what I mean, everything gonna be okay, you know what I mean? She's smart, she's educated, everything gonna be fine. Whatever you mad about right now, it's just temporary. But how is that gonna help the hell come in out of her? You keeping the hell in her by stroking that hell. <laughs> I mean, she's eventually going to calm down. But she, but you need to help her overcome the hell. Yeah. If not, she's going to destroy your children. I'm well, too close to the, this family. And, and, I can't and, say shit. In the, in, the, in the best way, I just give her a hug. You know what I'm saying? When people, when people are that mad, sometimes they just need a hug. But that doesn't get rid of the hell. I mean, it well, just, she, It's just like when she's mad, you give her a hug. It's like giving her a joint. And as soon as the high is gone, the hell is back. But she probably already had the joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but there's, there's certain ways to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I deal with faith over fear, so I'm not. Who? Faith over fear. So you're not afraid to deal with the hell in her? Nah. So why don't you deal with it then? Huh? Why don't you deal with it? Deal with it how? By, you haven't told him how to deal with the hell in her? You tell him. What would you do? Yes. I would like to know. What well, I've never do. seen it myself. Oh, yeah. Actually, have... very good to me. So yeah, I don't she hired it from you. That's probably their job. Yeah, right. Uh, that's what so they now... do. <laughs> he said that's what they do. Yeah. I smoked a joint with Ashley yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You did what? I smoked a joint with his wife yesterday. You did? Yeah, I just took one little hit. I was like, nerves, we got to get on the plane. You been, have you been smoking today? No, no. I usually don't smoke at all, but Ashley had a joint and I was like, ah, we got to fly. We got to, what, one hit? Uh, you got high? Just a little bit. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. usually straight edge. <laughs> I can't even imagine you getting high anymore. You probably can't. Yeah, I am usually straight edge <laughs> yeah. 70% of the year. Yeah, I see you at work. I can't imagine. 
You yeah, don't even no. seem to have time to be high. Yeah, no, not usually. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. So you don't know how to help her overcome her hell? No, go ahead. I would like to listen. She needs to forgive her mother because uh-huh. she's just like her mother. You become like what you hate. Mm. And in return to her father, mm-hmm. because if, uh, if you don't love your father, you can't love God. You know, and so... so so her father, excuse me, her father as in her actual dad or... Yeah, her um, actual father, father her earthly father. All right, well, both of her parents is not here, so... She still needs to forgive them. Okay, yeah. Forgive her father for not protecting her from her mother and so that she can love him, meaning don't resent him. Then she can return to God, but if, if men and women don't forgive their fathers, they're never going to know God. Mm. And and for the record, she's not she's not rageful. She's not crazy like that either. No, so. but I get what is, you're saying though. Yeah, but, anger is rageful. Yeah, believe me. You've seen those days with her. You were like, "What the? <laughs> Remember those days? <laughs> <laughs> what do I have here?" Well, well, the one thing none of us do is none of us. We definitely we have good women in our life, and, and we never uh, no such thing. Uh, all right, well, but we don't have the kind of women no in our life where woman? we. No. <laughs> The kind of women that we deal with and then the kind of men that we are, we're definitely not sitting around having these little powwows like she was mad today and mine was mad today and everybody's was mad and what are we going to do? I guess no, we'll just we grab beers with the fellas shit. and that makes it better. We don't, we don't have that right. kind of thing nah. for the most part. Did, did you think there was such thing as a good woman? I mean, there's a good woman out there. There's a great woman Where? for everyone. You married? Where is a good woman? They're out there. You just got to find them. Have you ever seen one? Yeah. No? Yeah, I did. How can you see it when it doesn't exist? <laughs> Are you married? Have you ever met a good woman? I've seen women that had good intentions but were internally flawed. That's the best I can no say. No such thing. Women don't have love and they're no good. So there's no good women in your life? When they overcome the anger, uh-huh. then they become a good. But as long as they have an anger, they're no good. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do you believe, believe that? Uh, uh, so this queen that you're with, she's mm-hmm. not, not a queen of God. I mean, but she's not angry either. Yes, yeah, she is. No, she's not. But how would you see the hell in her if she wasn't angry? Oh, boy. I don't Anger want to see is hell. hell. <laughs> this is what I was afraid of. Uh, this is what I was afraid of bringing a friend. Oh, you're sweating already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got him sweating over there. Because I could take Jesse. I've had Jesse at my house. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me, we good. We good. We good. Yeah. I love this. Are you nervous about this conversation? I was a little nervous. I'm not going to front. Coming here. You know why I was nervous coming here? Because like, I've had you at my house. I, I even let you put one of my ex-girlfriends in the hot seat. Like right. I've, I've hung with Jesse. I know Jesse's good people, but now this is his house. And so, so you don't think he can handle it or what? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. Do your thing. Uh, do your thing. So did you, you believe there's such a thing as a good woman? Uh, the way you put things, it's like I get it, but I don't know how to like navigate around explaining it. But I, I get what you mean to answer it directly. Yeah, I would say I have seen good women. My, my true opinion is this. My true opinion is like anything else in this crazy, crazy world, when we say there's good women out there, I really, really do believe it is the smallest percentage. I really do, but I do think they're out there. Have you ever met one? You met a good woman. Yeah. But God said they don't exist. In what context? In no context. In no, in no context. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, my, my, 
understanding of a good woman would be a woman that that means well, that does her best to be morally right, and maybe she has limited hell. And then it's our job as the men to limit that even further, is to set the frame that she can operate in. Because if we don't set the frame for them to operate in so that they can feel peace, experiencing God through us, kind of like how you talk about, then they have no chance to be good. But the road to hell is paved with good intention. I do believe that also. Yeah, I do. Um, um, did you know that women didn't have, don't have love? They don't have love? Right. Like they don't know how to give love? No, they don't have it. Too Period. Good. Right. Oh. I'm learning. I'm learning. Did you know that though? No, nah, Have I you heard that, that before? No, nah, I haven't heard that. Do you that. think that women have love? Well, if they're raised by love... And, and morals and stuff like that, I believe I believe they have love instilled in them. So do you believe that women have love? Yeah. And have you ever met a woman with love? Oh, yeah. Have you, Kevin? Ah. Uh, do you believe that women have love? Yes. I'm sorry? Yes, I do believe that they have love, and but they, it is fluid as, as all hell. It's fluid. They lo- love you today, hate you tomorrow. So if they had love, would they be loving you one day and hating you the next day? Their love definitely isn't as consistent as ours. When we love, we love hard. We're men are the true romantics. What is love? Forgiveness and mainly in my mind, the ability to put somebody else's well-being before you. Yeah, the majority of women struggle to be able to do that, for sure. What is love? Well, love is, um, to me, uh, peace, able to give peace. Um, love is expression. You know what I mean, and there's there's a million ways you could you could show someone that you love them. It doesn't have to, it does it doesn't always have to be like sexually or romantic or things like that. So, what what is love? Tell me what's love. Just, not hating. What, what, you hate love. Not hating. When you don't have anger, you have love. Okay. Anyone that has anger don't have love. Absolutely. Because anger is of the devil. Love is of God, and it's not an emotion. Mm-hmm. There is no emotion in real love at all. Mm. Anyone that feels love is angry. They have hate. They call it love. They, that's why they up and down. They feel good with this or that, and then they feel bad, and then they feel good. They up and down because it's not real love. It's all hate. Mm. But when you have real love, which is only come from God, it's dispassionate, and nothing around you affect you at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. you don't need anything from anyone. Yeah, and when men and women get together. He's not trying to get love from her. She's trying to get it through him, which come from God. Mm. And that's how you bring her out of her hell. I definitely think most people, their impression <laughs> of what love is, is infatuation, lust, and obsession. Yeah. For sure, because it's yeah. a powerful, powerful feeling. Yeah. I've come to the point in my life where if I ever feel that I've developed that for a woman, I know I've spent too much time with her. I probably really don't know who she is on the inside, but because of intimacy or sex or spending way too much time together, those feelings form. And it's crazy because it's really just a chemical reaction in the brain. And then heartbreak is really just a chemical withdrawal, which is crazy. I have no trouble getting over heartbreak because I know I've walked away from beautiful women that have probably never been left by certainly not a dude this short. And they can't can't wrap their head around it. And it's because I know it's going to be like a week withdrawal period, like you're getting off drugs. It'll suck. It'll hurt. A week later, you're like, there's a ton of other women out here. And there's other things to do, like getting back to work on my passion. That's the biggest thing I look forward to after a breakup. Is like, right, enough of that mess. I can get back to work. Amazing. Amazing. Do you support the Great White Hope? Who, Rocky? 
No, the great white hope. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the, the great white hope? white hope? Who that? Donald Trump. Donald Trump? Yes. Donald Trump, all right. I'm sorry? He all right. Did you vote for him? Did I vote for him now? And why not? Um. Oh, you know who I voted for? Who? These Nuts. Who? These Nuts. These Nuts was a candidate. Yeah. Oh. Why not the great white hope? Well, at that time, well, I'm, I, I don't really get into politics and stuff like that, but... Oh. um. But you know, around that time, things was hard to to understand what was going on within the polls and everything. So, um, you know, but everyone got their own personal take on Donald Trump. You feel me? Um, and how do you see him? I personally, well, me and a lot of other people, we look at Trump as the 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 drunk uncle at the cookout who comes and just talks a whole bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Say all the stuff that you really wanted to say and. And things like that. Oh, this food is nasty. And everybody was there like, oh, yeah, that food nasty. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we look at it. We, we don't really Will you vote for him mind. this time around? Um, if, it's up, if it's between him and the other dude, he got my likeliness. I'm sorry? Yeah. Uh, how about you? How, how do you see the Great White Hope? You know, the Great White Hope, here's the first thing that's interesting about him is he was hip-hop's favorite billionaire. Yeah. Before the media put the narrative out there yeah. that he's a racist, and he also now serves as probably one of the the best examples of how if they just call you racist, the rest of the world could go along with it. Because I, I got to tell you, I used to listen to the media, and I used to be a little bit more of like a liberal. In this day and age, if you're like a late teenager, early twenty year old, if you just let the world sink in one ear and out the other, you basically become like yeah. sort of like a liberal like character. So. I remember the world in the media telling me Trump is the worst thing ever, he's racist, and me just going, yeah, the hell with Trump, he's racist. And then one day I was like, I want to hear the racist things he said because yeah. they talk about him like he's Michael Richards. So I looked him up, and I'm like, racist Trump compilation. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. I looked at every racist <laughs> thing I could possibly find, and it was just like a bunch of like politically incorrect moments. And then I'm like, okay, Joe Biden's racist moments. And then Joe Biden's racist <laughs> moments, I was like, oh. Man. I was like, what? Hanging with segregationists, he said some crazy stuff. Yeah. Letting the N-word fly, I was like, oh. I was like, I believe I'm not really into politics and I don't vote, but I'm like, I believe the media might have lied. At that point, I'm like, it looks like they lied. So how you feel about the current, the person that's in there currently right now? Uh, Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. I can't wait for him to get out. Mm. I, I'm not... I, he just he's done nothing but for destroyed the country. It has not made it better yet. Yeah. Do you vote? I mean, no, no, not 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 this time around, no. Me either. No, definitely not. Why don't you vote? Because I don't believe in trying to fix the system by playing by the system's rules. And I also believe that even though Trump, he makes us feel good with his like we're gonna go get him and and we don't take any bullshit attitude. I don't know how much power he actually has to incorporate the things that he's trying to trying to promise us he can incorporate because I do believe in the shadow government behind the government. But he did such an amazing job when he was in there the first time. Brought back job, built a wall. He started the wall around the borders. Illegal immigration out of the country went down, way down. Right. Um, he brought back uh, opportunities, more people making money, jobs was everywhere. And the world respected us because... We have a strong military. They knew Donald Trump yeah. wasn't going to take in a mess.
And now that he's gone, all that went back to hell. Well, you know, America, the military was yeah. weak and everything. America's a business, and Trump's a businessman, so he know. You know yeah, he knows. How I think to if do you it. want, I think if you want to vote for a better economy, if you want to vote, if you want to vote, basically on a on just a better economy, it was a better economy when he was in office. It, it, it was amazing. Just in terms of him being uh, the savior that the will come. The stimulus con- was amazing. <laughs> just, <laughs> just in the respect of people that are really into Trump, because I, I love listening to Trump, but his ability to do what he tells us he's going to do in, in, tor- in, in terms of fighting the system and breaking the system apart, I don't know if he really has the ability to do that because I do believe in the people behind the president that control everything. But if anyone could do it, it would be Donald Trump. Well, Because the first time he was in there, he didn't know where all the bones were buried. Now he does. And so he trusted a lot of the people, even some of Obama people that worked for him. He should have gotten rid of them, but he trusted them. But now he knows. So this time he got to really... he would really make things work because he knows the, his right. enemies now. Well, when you like Trump, you like to think that it's true that they're really giving him such a hard time because he really is an enemy of the system that wants to right. control everything. And yeah. you want to hope that that's the case. But I never can tell because I got to be careful what I say because I know that they'll they'll take you off I mean, YouTube if I say the word. But I, let me just make this point real quick. I won't say the word, but, you know, the the pandemic you know, we all know, we all know what was up with that. We can't really talk about it much anymore because they're bringing the censorship back. But we all know how faulty that scenario was. But at that time, you got to remember that first happened under his presidency. And for him to just be able to put a stop to it all, like this is all BS, I'm going to put a stop to it all. He couldn't really do it because he's still part of the government. But you know how he probably feels about it personally. He's not with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on, you know, let wear me a me mask, me do me all this, this. But if you, you didn't vote for him, right? No. Nah. So if you didn't vote for him, why do you complain about him? No, not necessarily complaining about him. I do like him probably as much as you like him for what he says in his personality. But and I just, what he does. I really like him. I appreciate people for what they do, not what they say. I do also. Because people say all kinds of stuff, but what do you really do? What do you actually going to do? Yeah. And the thing that I appreciate about him is that we hire him to work for us, to be a public servant, and that's what he did. Whatever else was going on in his life, that was his own business, right? But I like the fact that, because when I was growing up, we had a government that worked for us and not against us. They knew that they were our employees. But the government don't care about the voters anymore. They think you owe them something, so they don't. Whereas with Donald Trump, he recognized that he worked for us, and that's what he did. He didn't even have to do it. He wasn't even getting paid by the government. He refused to get paid. Because he he loved the country. And yeah. So I like the fact that he recognized that he worked for us. N- nobody else does that. Yeah, he's the best we got in terms of yeah. an outsider who's not a politician. Uh, I'm just not a big believer in the system that surrounds him, and I don't know yeah. how how we much believe in the system. Anyway. Right, I don't know how much he can really, or any president can ultimately get away with in terms of like fighting the restrictions the system wants to put on what they'll allow the president to even do. He's got the best chance at it, but... But if I'm, you don't vote for him, how will you know? I just don't like standing in line, so I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but I do, I like Trump, too. I guess, yeah. you know. Do you believe racism exists? Do I believe racism exists? Here we go. Um, <laughs> like, there's, there's probably, like, certain levels of racism. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry? I, I guess there's, like, like when, when you say racism, what you mean? Do you believe racism exists? 
like um other colors or cultures don't like a different kind of culture or color? Do you believe racism exists? What, white and black? Do you believe racism exists? Nah. You don't? And why not? Some a lot of people a lot of people are racist, right? But a lot of people are even more racist towards their own culture themselves, their own color. And we say a lot of people are racist. If you don't believe it exists, why do you believe a lot of people are racist? Black on black crime. Racist, right? How is that racist? You're killing your own brothers and sisters. You hate your own. But you believe racism exists? I, I think today it's more classism disguised as racism. I think people in different um, economic branches don't like each other, and but they call it racism. But, so do you, believe, do you believe racism exists? I, yes, I believe that there are. I believe that there are people still that hate somebody because of the color of their skin. But I don't think it's like it was back in the day. But I think when you say racism doesn't exist, it's still a nice metaphor for the the society that we're living in today. Because classism always gets disguised as racism. You know, white people that are richer than me don't like me because I'm not as rich as them. It had nothing to do with color. They're just like you ain't shit. You, you, your family doesn't have a boat. And so, if you you call it what it is. It is hate. It's not racism. It's hate. So if it's hate, why not just call it hate? Why call it racism? Because if you call it what it is, then the people understand and start to overcome and know that it's evil. So maybe it's up to it, us to change that narrative because you it, called it racism at first. No, so I, I don't we, call it racism. I call it hate. There we go. But I'm, that's why I ask people. Oh, do it, you, do we, does it, it exist? That's why I said no. It's hate. It's pure hate. It's pure hate. That's yeah, all it so is. I'll say it like that. I know that there's people that do hate folks that don't look like them. But I think that your metaphor there is great because we probably should almost do away with the term racism because Absolutely. it, it yeah. means they've actually made it mean so many different things at once. Do you just hate somebody because of the color of their skin or racism sometimes is called like a power struggle between like the whites have the power and they say black folks don't and so they associate racism more with control and you'll, you'll oftentimes hear black commentators say uh, it's not racism, it's prejudice and like there are too many terms. Once you have too many terms, the whole conversation gets skewed. And and plus you cover up evil, and when you cover up evil by giving it a title, a different title, then the people use the the titles in order to control you, because there's a lot of people who believe that racism exists, and it doesn't, and so they, you got the racists fighting one another, you got this going on, but if they knew it was evil, then there would be nothing to fight. So you yeah. look at the term racism as just like it's a, a made a up disguise. lie. You look at it like a genre, yeah, a disguise, like like yeah. a genre of evil. But if it's all evil, let's just call it evil. It's all evil. It's not racism. It's all at evil. All. It's all yeah. evil shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any 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 level of racism, any level of racism is just pure evil. Yeah. Any, pure. Like, any level evil. of hatred is it's just, just a made up word. It's not real. Yeah, they always try to break down harsh things into different buzzwords, and then if you don't know the buzzwords correctly, like I, I didn't realize for a long time that they consider it to be a a clear difference between prejudice and racist. Racist today, they say racist has to do with like power, so you can't be racist if you don't have any power, but you could be prejudice. And I'm just like, I can't follow it anymore. And for me personally, I can't associate with people that are obsessed with race. If you're obsessed with race. Yeah or you're obsessed with color, even if you're obsessed with your own race and your own color, and I, I, I can't do it. It's, I, I, I it give, makes me uncomfortable. I give an yeah. example. Yesterday we walked into a, um, 
a bakery shop and um a little up north from from where we're from you know what i'm saying and um we walked in and they looked at us with pure disgust. They looked at us like we were the craziest people yeah. they ever seen. And I swear, I, I don't know. Not just me, but but him and his brothers. Nah, as well. you should have seen the they way this girl looked at us. They didn't even get to me yet. They looked at him. They looked at them first. And but again, my first thought is is classism. It was a rich town we were in. Yeah. I think they were like, oh, look at the way they dress. Like, I, I I see more classism than than I ever see racism. But how do you? How do they look at you? Uh, pure disgust. Just but wild. How, yeah. But yeah. how do you know what they were thinking? That's what I assume they were thinking. And that would you what? That's well, you're gonna say assume. Assume. Yeah. No, but it, <laughs> maybe they thought good? maybe they thought we were sexy. I don't right. know, but it, it looks it, it looked like one I of those. I just looks. smiled at well, him. That's all I did. I know, but did you assume it too? Did I assume? No. At first, I didn't catch it until we was actually on our way out, and then we looked, and, and I seen the way she was looking at them. And by the time she got to me, I just I just smiled, and that probably pissed her off even but more. But did you assume what you were thinking? Did I ask him that that she that, that would make an ass out of you and me? That we, we didn't have to ask soon because we already knew. As soon as we but walked, how did in, you know if she didn't say it? Oh, her face. Actions speak louder than words. But how did you know what she was her thinking? Act, her action, unless she woke up that ugly. Oh gosh. But how did you know what she was thinking? Her facial expression. But you still didn't know what yeah. she was thinking. Okay. Well. She probably need to pray more. But does she need to pray or she, you need to pray because you were the one that was <laughs> assuming. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray for because her. Because she could have been thinking something totally different. She's like, ooh, look at she that. She could have been thinking, wow, that guy got big muscles. <laughs> oh, that guy got this or that. And she could have been seeing it totally different, but you were assuming. <laughs> Who told you what she was thinking? Uh, the facial expression. She was just like. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that's one of those like, damn, you're sexy, but like I haven't seen one of those in a while. But, she pushed, she pulled right. it. Well, who told you what she was thinking? Oh man, I wish we didn't get on this subject. <laughs> it's just like like one encounter in a bakery it wasn't even that big of a deal, but like <laughs> it's just something we remembered. We're not those people we that are like, no, no, we yeah, we're not those people that are like they're looking now, at us everywhere. Now, like, honestly, we ain't really good talk about it, but just for the topic of discussion, that's why we brought it up. But uh, but but that, you bring a good point because I noticed that a lot of people assume what other people are thinking. Yeah. And they don't realize that they're getting the assumption from themselves mm. out of their imagination. Yeah. And all thoughts are all lies all the time. Mm. And you should never assume anything. So next time a girl look at us like that, I'm just going to ask for Yeah, just ask him, Blake, Blake, Blake. Ask Blake ask yeah. Go, I wouldn't even shoot the shot. either way. It shouldn't even be important to oh, you. Oh, no, I ain't give a fuck. At all. I really yeah. don't care. And that, that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, so stop assuming. Okay. Oh. <laughs> what's wrong with what's wrong with the blacks? The blacks, like the blacks. Yeah, like meet me, the blacks. Like let um, me ask Kevin like first, and then I ask. What's wrong with the blacks? A lot of my black friends aren't great about being on time. He told me about what black people time is, yeah. so I had to learn from him, and I still can't figure out how far behind the clock. Or is it ahead of the clock? Black people time is. All I know is his family invites me to a cookout. They said the cookout's at one. I was actually running late, so I showed up at three, but the cookout hadn't started. And his, his, yeah. his fiance's like, black people time, Sabo. And I was like, okay, but is it six hours or is it five hours? That I, I still can't wrap my head around, but I'm learning. So I guess I'll say that. 
And so, but you didn't tell me what's wrong with the blacks. <laughs> the blacks. It's something worth saying because white people, when they're late, they show up with such shame. They make yeah. up a story. Their head yeah. is down. When your black friends show up four hours late, you're like, the girls left. The, the party's over. And they're like, oh, no, the party's just getting started. <laughs> they show up with a certain swagger about being late. Yeah. And so what's wrong with the blacks? <laughs> what's wrong? I can't say something's wrong with black people, Jesse. I, I, but I can, I can say something that suits your show if you want me to. No, I want you to be yourself. Yeah, no, I am being myself. I don't, oh. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with black people. I think there's a, it seems to me that there is a portion of the black community that is incredibly susceptible to a lot of the brainwashing that pretty much yeah. comes from the Democratic Party. It seems like it comes from the left. And it definitely tells, which I think is horrible, um, a, a lot of young black kids that you're not going to be able to get where you want to get in terms of success in your own life because the white man will stop you. And I just know it's a lie because when I look at my own life, like you were saying, we were the poor kids living in the oldest house in the neighborhood. This is like a broken down grown man clubhouse. And in my own life, we're still struggling to try to get where we want to get. And all the most successful men around me that I turn to for advice who mentor us are successful black men. Now, I don't know how unique that experience really is. Maybe that's just life, and obviously everybody can get wherever they want to get based on their own determination, and then the media says, oh, no, it's a color thing. And I was also led to, not led to believe, but I've heard this narrative that confused me that since I'm white, I come from or must come from some rich racist yeah. bloodline that gave me a fortune, and that just wasn't, that wasn't my life experience. So I... I def that's the only thing I'll say is there seems to be, I don't think all, but a portion of the black community that becomes susceptible to that. And the only thing I would say to that is if, if I didn't have the successful black men and the, the heroes that I looked up to that inspired me, I don't know where I would be. So I don't, I, it doesn't connect to me because I don't see who stopped them. It seems like nobody stopped them. What's wrong with the blacks? Uh, so when you say the blacks, you're talking about black people? What's wrong with the blacks? Um... Probably the fact that we we uh, we hate each other so much. You know what I mean? There's not enough love within the black community um, among each other. Among each yeah. other. No matter what generation it is, the younger generation, the middle, the older. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we don't help each other as much. I know a lot of I know a lot of people in position that that could help other black um, entrepreneurs or just anyone with a dream and. They don't reach down, hey, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. I opened that door. I paved the way. They don't, they don't allow them to... Why to, do the blacks hate? Are you right about that? Why do they hate one another so much? Hey, that's, that's something we'll never know. Maybe, maybe it's... Do you think if they had fathers growing up that they would be hating one another? Um, it... It depends, but I believe if 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 you're if you're if you grew up with with morals, and and man and different mannerisms of of respect and things like that and, and love, faith, and everything that goes with it, that you you'll grow up you'll grow up mighty decent and um. And so a lot of blacks are growing up only with mothers around mm -hmm. and not the father. So is it possible that the anger that the blacks have came from their mothers and grandmothers? Well. No, it, it it probably come from when the fathers was taken out the households back in the days and the mothers was thrown on 
on welfare and stuff like that and was he forced did, so are you right about and was, that and was absolutely forced to keep the black man out the house and being raised and the well, they, they weren't forced to do it. They wanted to do it for the money. Incentivized. For, for, for uh, the money. But, but yeah. them being brainwashed, thinking they was forced to do it. Right. Because there's even people to this day where if they go on a, a Section 8 or housing or whatever, they can't have a, a, a man on the, on the lease of the house and things like that. Why do you think they would choose the money over raising their children with, in the right way, with a father and a mother? Why would they choose money over that? It's nothing but dangling a carrot in front of them. Yeah, that's all. So you believe if they had fathers in the home, they wouldn't be so angry? No, they won't be angry. They'll yeah. be, they'll be, um, they'll be raised on love. Right. You and so since the father's not there and the mother don't have love, they're only raised on anger. That's why they they act like their mothers. They think like their mother. They're emotional like their mother. They you become like what you hate. Mm. Have you noticed that black men are just like the black women? What emotional? Uh-huh. Angry, emotional, they can't handle anything. Well they take everything personal and Well, the small majority that act like they are the emotional as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the mama. Do I you mean, believe you become like what you hate? Yeah, you you, you feel me, whatever. I'm I'm right out of time here, but I gotta ask you mentioned class you said it was class something. Classism often gets disguised as racism, so what is classism? Uh, when rich, I've heard that, but I don't know what it is. Uh, when rich folks think lowly of middle class or poor people, and then that conversation is so close to race for some reason, that's the way the media depicts it, that I think it often gets disguised as, as racism. Because there's poor white folks. I, I grew up white trash, and for some reason white trash never enters into that statistics of like, oh, look how well whites are doing, because white trash people are useless. So growing up poor, were you... Jealous of the rich whites? No, we didn't like them. And why not? Because they're not like us. Like they don't have heart like us. We're out in the streets. And then you kind of start to think, like, what's the difference? That's how you become like, yeah, we're white, but the similar mentality. We feel judged. We feel like, oh, the world thinks that, you know, that we're nothing to them. So now we're going to do stupid shit in the street to proclaim our manhood. And, and that's how all troubled youth But thinks. if you didn't compare yourself to them, could they make you feel in any kind of way? No, but you have to overcome that. When you grow up uh, white trash, you're raised on the mentality that like, everybody's going to look down on you because they think they're better and the hell with them. And, and you should never... Well, you didn't think that way about yourself. That's how, our, that's how our families thought. That they were... And, that they and, we only, yeah, and we only bonded with other kids from other dysfunctional homes. So that's oh. how we form our earliest relationships. So the cops are always at your house. They're always at my house. Your dad's an alcoholic. Oh, my dad's yeah. a drug addict. And some of us have a lot of heart beneath the trash, and that'll eventually be shown to be, to be so. But a lot of the people you surround yourself with are just as trash as their family, and all they're raised on is get what up, you can from people. When I was growing up, and I grew up in Alabama on a oh, plantation, really? tin roof house, worked in cotton fields. And oh, I, I grew up on a plantation. A plantation? Yeah, bathroom outside, oh. all kind of nice things, right? But we never compared ourselves to anyone, so we never knew. Were you, raised, we were, were you raised not to? Don't compare yourself to others because we weren't we weren't raised yeah, that way. Yeah, my great grandparents never did it. My my grandparents never did it. My parents never did it, and they never said that they were poor. So we never knew we were poor because we never compared ourselves to any one or anything. And so, if you never compare yourself to anybody, you can never be what 
you think that they think you are because you don't compare yourself. Or yeah. did, did so we never compared ourselves to anyone. Or did y'all even know that that existed outside the plantation? What is this? Um, I'm, I'm plantation like slaves. Different classes. Different classes. Like 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 if you like if you was a slave, I'm not saying you were, but if you if you was, <laughs> did you know that there were free black people and did y'all compare yourself from hey we're we're slaves and they're free? We were never slaves. Okay. But you say you grew up on a plantation. Right. Okay. I had to it, ask him the same thing. It can yeah, be yeah, yeah, so yeah, much that, about that, history. I I it's what's know. left after that. I don't that even era, understand right? any questions. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I well, no, no, no. The no same, I had to ask this, him no. the same thing. Whatever. Right, he did. So no, no, this, <laughs> the same thing that that Kev just said. It's what's he, left he said, after that era. He said, he said, he he grew up, he grew up like white trash, and he looked at the rich as as you know, like they're better than us and things like that. That was my only question to you. Well, we used to travel to New York, Chicago, okay, and everywhere. But we never compared ourselves. Guess to what I did? What? Ask Sue. Right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Never ask Sue. Never ask Sue. You can keep us but a little longer. Like, I'm enjoying this. I was on the plantation, but we never compared ourselves to anyone. So it doesn't make sense to compare yourself to anyone because the moment you compare yourself to anyone, now you got to try to build yourself up to what you think they are. Mm-hmm. And when you get there financially or whatever, you're still catching hell. You're still catching it. Yeah, because they're not happy with the money. Yeah. And so you have the money, but you're still miserable. Yeah. And they. And so they, I never knew. And my great grandfather was killed mm. by a mob of white guys in his bed because his wife moved a gun from the bed. And, but yet, they never hate it and they never compare it. Mm. And it, we had an amazing life. So I grew up never comparing myself to anyone, even now. I just never do. It doesn't make sense to do. Absolutely. Compare it to what? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you don't compare, then there's nothing to prove. There's nothing to prove. And so, so you think that I was a, we were slaves and we couldn't leave the planet? Oh, man, it sounds so uneducated. No, so we, but I had to ask him the same thing. Yeah, when we, I hear, we, plantation, you hear the word plantation, but I know you're not old enough to be, like, you'd have yeah, to be, yeah, like, 200 that, years yeah, old. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm like hold and up. Ro- I, we were with Rocky in the yeah. car, and Rocky's like, you did not just ask him that. And I'm like, but you just hear plantation, you think slavery, it's what's left over from slavery, right? Like, those properties and things like that, right? No, it's a real Damn. plantation. Was I wrong again? Like, like, like were you working on the plantation history. as well? I worked, like, picking I worked the plantation. Like that. My parents worked. My grandparents. My great grandparents, and and so on. Okay. I was literally born on the plantation, and mm-hmm. I worked the cotton field, uh, plant the crops. At what age? Bring it in until I left at eighteen. No, no. What age you started working? At at about five or six years old. Oh, wow. Jesse, and can it I, was amazing. Can I ask amazing? you? Can I ask you a question? Amazing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is there any cooler people on the planet than black guys from Alabama? Because between you, Dr. BOA, and AMS, I'm convinced. No, the best people from the plantation. <laughs> the plantation. <laughs> the plantation. <laughs> You're made out of I love the Jesse. rhythm in which cats from Alabama talk. It's unmatched. <laughs> and I can write for it easily. The best people from the plantation. Because black didn't blame whites for And then they had the Jim Crow thing going on, too. Mm. Well, you couldn't drink out the same water fountain. But no one cared mm. because everybody had their own lives and they didn't compare and they were fine. But the blacks were whining and begging and blaming. And, do you believe white supremacy? Oh, I'm so out of time here telling me. Do you believe white supremacy exists? White, like white supremacists and all that? Yeah. 
Um, they're probably out there. It don't affect my life, so I really don't care. For what do you mean, probably out there? It's probably out there. People talk about it. What do you mean, probably out, out where? Out there in the world. Why do you think that is out there, period? I mean, if, if it, goes, it goes to our discussion from earlier, we were talking about racism and things like that. Maybe a white supremacist. I don't know any white supremacists, so I can't really speak on it or what right. they do or what they did. Like that, that kind of shit really don't affect my life. But um, that they're probably someone driven by hate. You know what I'm saying? Do you believe white supremacy is it? This is controversial, but no, because yeah. I think when we talk about white supremacy, we're often talking about the very, very, very small percentage of people that own everything. It's like less than 1%, and yes, they are all white, but they also rule over other white people who they also suppress or you know, keep their foot on their neck because, again, classism. So if you're talking about, yes, the, the guys that own everything. What do you I mean, mean the, own everything? Well, there's, it, we could talk about like who's at the top of every corporation and things like that and who well, there owns. there's no one that owns everything. There is, actually. No. There's eight families that run the world. But they don't own everything. They own all the major banks. They start all the major wars, and none of them are black. Yes, but it's like but 17 people. But they still people. don't own everything. Do they own you? Yeah. They own you? Technically, yeah. How do they own you? Well, the, the state, I mean, part of when you sign a birth certificate, you're signing over your kid to the state. I mean, the state owns us. That's why but they can take your kids if you're doing it. Can't no one own you if you don't have that state of mind? No, you could be spiritually free. But technically, the reason they have the right to take you, the reason they have the right to put you in jail, the reason they have the right to tax you is because we, we are owned. We have owners, unfortunately. That's, that's, that's why what I was saying about that's Trump, that. there's people that own the presidency. They own the Congress. So it's, there's levels to that pyramid. That's amazing. But, the, but, my, my, but my simple point is that those... those Did you know that you are your own world? Yes. You do know that? Yes. And so if you're your own world, how can anyone own that? Spiritually... Nobody does, but if but that's your, why it's a spiritual if, battle. These people are demons. But if you you own your if you are your own world, even your own universe, how can anyone own you? Yeah, you can operate through life with that mind frame, and it frees you. But if you are your own world, how can anyone own you? People can own you on paper, the legalities of things, the way the world is structured. But yes, and through this spiritual battle, we can be free enough to say the hell with that. But if you're your own world, how can anyone own you? I guess nobody can. Right. Right. It, it just, how you Do feel? you believe that you someone can own you? No. He gave a better answer than me. Definitely not. Just, no. Nobody can own me. But you better talk to Karen. No, but I just, but I just, because it's so. But real quick, and you can keep us a second longer if you don't mind. Um, just to make that point clear, because it's super controversial. The white supremacist thing is, I do think it's an idea that's misconstrued because it the, doesn't even exist. Well, the less, yeah, the less than one percent of white people that control everything and run everything, there's all the middle class and poor white people that are also like, damn, the system that work under that pyramid. So, you know, it's like the system. I think ha they control all of us. That's why I don't believe it exists because I don't think there's one intentional aim to like to target one group. I, I it, it seems like. They just want to control all of us through the media, through all the brainwashing that they, they try to put Can into our heads. Can you be controlled? Uh, not when you come out of the fallen state, you can't. No. Can you be controlled? No. Are you being controlled? No. And you don't believe uh, white supremacy exists? I'm sorry? Do I believe it exists? Yeah. 
Shit probably out there. It don't affect me. It don't affect me. But it's not life. out there, though. And yeah. that's another that, That's what I'm saying. And no, no. The people who say that white supremacy exists, mm-hmm. they're saying that they believe white people are superior to them. Yeah, no, no. That's why they say they have to believe that. White people don't think that, but they think white people are superior they, to them. There's 24 hours well, in a day. When I was growing up, that didn't even exist at yeah. all. It it's, wasn't even a word. It wasn't a thing. Racism didn't exist. It wasn't even a word yet. Mm. That only happened to when the uh, so-called civil rights movement came about. I the civil rights movement was the worst thing that ever happened to the black. Oh, man. Worse than slavery, worse than Jim Crow, worse than everything. So when you happened. say civil rights, you're talking about like Martin Luther King and all that? Yeah. It so, was the worst thing that ever happened to the black. Who do you think of that? Don't ask me. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing that you talk about where you absolutely lose me, because truthfully, I'm only as educated as the public school system will have you educated yeah. on that topic. That makes sense. Yeah, it that is really true. Does. I know about uh, Martin Luther King, and I know about Malcolm X, um, and as far as like that whole movement and everything that transpired in those days, I'm not fully educated on outside of what public enemy told me. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King did not get along because of that mess. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the X-Men characters are based on them. Oh, yeah. Magneto and the guy in the wheelchair. It's like the uh, we come together versus the Magneto was a little bit more harsh. That was supposed to be Malcolm X. Did you know that the civil rights movement was the worst thing that ever happened to the blacks and they have never recovered? No, I never knew that. And yeah. we wasn't taught that in school and things like that. They lied to you. Yeah. You went to a public school? Mm-hmm. That's what Kevin was talking about. They were lied to. Mm. But I did, I did go to an all-black school where I was the only oh, student. Oh, that's even worse. Uh, but I can't remember what uh, different version of, of history or if there was a more so, accurate version of history so, told. So either. do you believe they was trying to make change, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King? They made the change. Yeah, absolutely. And the change was they took over the blacks and brainwashed them and destroyed them. They destroyed them? Yeah, and they still destroyed them. In which way? Because prior to the civil rights movement, black people didn't think they needed leaders. Mm. God was their leader. The parents, the father was the head of the family. The of course, wife and of course. Children. They raised their children in the right way to go. Mm-hmm. They had no physical leader at all. They thought and did for themselves. They voted for whomever they wanted to vote for. Mm-hmm. But the civil rights movement came along and told the blacks, you need a leader. We're going to tell you how to think, how to vote. We're going to make sure there are no men in the home. We're going to get you welfare. We're going to sign you up with the Democratic Party. And we're going to be your leaders. And the blacks said, okay. They turned away from God. And they turned their lives over to people like Martin Luther King and others. So, and so, they've been downhill ever since. So how about we encourage more, more, more of our brothers to, to, be, to become um, leaders and, 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 and better fathers? and raise I do. Their, I've been doing it for children. 34 years trying to get them to do exactly that. Right, but they love their leaders. No, you know leaders. They love uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Shopton. And no, they less. love their leaders. No, all that's before our time. All we got to do is come together and be great fathers to our children and great fathers, great role models to other children who don't have fathers. But they don't want to do that. They want a leader. That's why they're all on a Democratic plantation. Well, tell them all Did you know before Martin Luther King and others that most blacks were Republicans? Mm. I read about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, too. But they sold them to the Democratic Party under Lyndon B. Johnson. They're like, okay, if you get the blacks welfare, mm-hmm. and we want to be their leaders, and they made a deal, and the black became Democrat. Yeah, that was probably the worst thing that ever happened to the community. The worst thing is to have a physical leader. Mm. And nobody my leader. Yeah. Never have, never will, ain't going to be. Mm. 
Do you have a physical leader? No. Have you ever had one? No. How about you, Kevin? Everyone should be though, especially men. My dad was my role model. That's, that's it. right. Yeah. That's how it used to and be. I'm my children's role model, and it that's keeps right. going that way. They don't feel need me? somebody to tell them how to vote and how to Definitely act. Definitely not. They come from you. You vote for who you want to vote for, that's how right. you feel. Yeah. Amazing. You, amazing. Absolutely. Whoever you feel is going to make change, make that change. I, only you can make that change. No one can make Absolutely. a change in your life. Absolutely. So, Kevin, I do want you to know you are your own world. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. So I got to put you guys on the hot seat. It wasn't hot enough already? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm like, damn, I'm even sweating over here. I hot under these lights, the too. Seat. Let's go. And uh, I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. The hot seat. What is a man? What is a man? A man is someone who stands up for what they believe in and teaches others to do the same thing and, um, you know, uh, don't project their fears on others and try to, try to um, you know, lead by strength, not what, by weakness. What is a man? The physical expression of a mission, I've heard it put nicely as integrity under pressure, though I might say grace under pressure. Do you love the Jews? Yes. Do you love the Jews? Of course. Do you love the whites? Yeah. You love white people? You love white people? He ain't white. <laughs> Why, just because I got a little Puerto Rican? <laughs> nah, he the blackest white dude I know. I know. Yeah, I love white people. Thanks, I, love, I love all people. Yeah. You L- love L- white at least people? you know. I'm glad you you see. He just light-skinned. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, when I went there to do the movie, yeah. it wasn't like I was hanging out with white people. <laughs> I mean, we don't even try to be that way. We're right. not the nah. white boys that try to be nah, they got method man. We're real. not those guys. It it's was just like funny. amazing, man. Yeah, really it's was. just who they are. They though. were working hard. They were friendly. They they worked together. That yeah. was so amazing to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. They worked together. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they always agreed either. Yeah. But they worked together. Yeah. And and it was just amazing. Absolutely. It was really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not just saying that, folks. And you don't, you didn't think of black or white. It just brothers working together. But anyway, is America the best country on this side of heaven? Yeah, because we're in America. Is America the best country on this side of heaven? On this side of heaven? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We are the best. Did you take the jab? No. Uh, um, Did the bear shit in the woods? Did the bear shit in the woods? (laughs) I believe you did. More than likely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does a chicken have lips? No, they're more like shells, it looks like. Is it ever okay for a man to call a woman fat? No, hell no. Is it ever okay for a man to call a woman fat? Not that directly. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery? False. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery? False. Is the earth flat or round? I'm open to either suggestion. Earth flat or round? I really don't care. Do education, educated women make for good wives and mothers? Absolutely. Do educated women make for good wives and mothers? Uh, not by today's current standard because the colleges are too wild and there's too much brainwashing that goes on. 
There's levels of education, not just school education, but just being aware. Back in the day, I would say yes. Today, there's too much craziness in the college. They pay to be indoctrinated into some crazy. No, stuff. I'm not talking about college educated. I'm talking about just life awareness educated. Oh, life awareness, sure, but yeah, like college yeah. educated. No. There's a lot of brainwashing. No, no, man, you know the story about college. That shit. My wife would already be coming to me with the understanding that she's like is better than me. Because college told her. If my kids want to go to college, that's on you. But I prefer you to just start a business and do your thing. Would you ever marry an educated woman? Yeah, of course. You would? Yeah. But why would you marry them knowing that they don't make for good wives and mothers? No, I said they do. Oh, you say you do? Daddy, yeah. Would you ever marry an educated woman? I just need a woman that's tough. I don't know about uh, she has to have degrees and things like that. Certainly, when you say educated, it just makes me think college. Like, being smart, yeah. sure, but, like, being a drone of what the college wants you to be. Like, you're good to go out in society no, no, and walk on the sidewalk and do what we yeah, tell let, you. Yeah, let's, no. let, let's take college out the equation. Life awareness educated, yes. You know what I'm saying? Be college aware educated, about the street, street smart books, smart things like that. Yes, that's amazing. That's what you'll call amazing. But college education and all that shit, nah, that shit don't matter. That don't make you a good woman. That don't make you less of a person. Would you ever tell a woman your problems? Um, yeah. Would you ever tell a woman your problems? No. Depending on what the problem is, though. I solve most of my own problems, so if I'm venting, it depends on the level of what we're talking about. Did you have fun? Of course I did. <laughs> did you have fun? I had fun. This is probably my favorite talk show. And at one point, my friend Theo and I worked this terrible delivery job. And to get through the day, we would send each other full on state episodes. So it's been a dream come true. Can we just cut uh, out anything I said that was controversial? <laughs> or is this the wrong show for that? <laughs> nah, it's, it's the wrong show for Let that. it roll. Let yeah. it roll. So tell the folks about... Your website, your company, what you do. Yeah, Cabra. I played that rap song, by the way, we did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, I, I seen and your the music wall video. Going up. In the oh, wall, going up. Yeah, the wall, going up. Yeah, the wall, going up. We had to do something special with Jesse. Jesse's hung out at my house. He's met my family. He is actually good people. Hey, we're going to sign Jesse to Teflon. Yeah, so <laughs> Chat Rock Entertainment, Teflon Entertainment, our show is called The Adventures of Save a Ho. It's a show that depicts if Captain Save a Ho was a real life crime fighter, crime fighter that actually saved hoes from danger. This is what it would look like. There's four episodes. We're going to wrap it up with a fifth. You can find us in the movie The Opener. And next year, we have a movie coming out called Rerouting that you'll probably see by major distribution. Yes, yes. And once yes. again, how can they find you, sir? The Adventures of Save a Ho on YouTube. And, uh, I guess, the Opener okay. on YouTube. And, and Yeah, tell the folks about you know what whatever saying. you want to put out there. Oh, yeah. So um, you, can follow me at, you can follow me at Rage the Mogul on Instagram. Um, I'm also on The Opener. You can catch that on YouTube. I'm on The Adventures of Save a Ho, every episode playing as Jackie D. You can catch me on there. You can also catch Jesse Lee on there as well. Um, and like you said, the movie Rerouting is coming out. It's going to be big. Um, That's a major horror movie. And yeah. all your favorite influences are in The Adventures of Save a Ho. Those shows yeah. are, every episode is packed with cameos. So more than just Jesse's in there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We had an amazing time. The one thing I like about you guys producing movies and mm -hmm. making movies, it feels like the old time movies. Yeah, and there was it, an intentional aim to do but that. But it is so well done, and it reminds me of the good old days when boys were boys, and girls uh, were girls. Dolomite's my hero, man. That's where the inspiration for that come from. But yeah. we, we're a big conjoined family that makes movies together. There's hardly any industry people that help us right. one one here and there. But yeah. that's what's so special about it. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to support the Father State. 
by going to www.thefatherstate.tv to donate, all right? And we are on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work, and I appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and whatever. Let me hear from you. And I have to tell you, you're going to be hearing a lot more from this, all right, about this. And uh, so thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks for having me. The wall going up. The wall. The wall going up. It's law overdue. The wall going up. 30 foot wall. The wall going up. The wall going up. At the border. I'm stunned at the Democrats running around the country and just outright lying. They lying. It's amazing to see that. It's not about we the people. It's about the desire of power from the Democrats. You cannot be of God and serve evil. And the Democratic Party today is evil. I cannot be prouder. The great white hope. From all threats, threats, anti-climate technology. Amazing. The wall going up. The wall. The wall going up. Is law overdue? The wall going up. Thirty-foot wall. The wall going up. The wall going up. At the border. the border.